So glad to have you with us Monday through Friday, noon to 2, and uh, on thegreatvoice.com, 24 hours a day, anytime you want to listen. We'd love for you to join us. That is uh, thegreatvoice.com for our podcasts. Real easy to use. I figured it out, so it must be really simple. And you can get your podcasts, our podcasts, downloaded to you every day to wherever you like to listen to them. Happy to welcome to the Paul W. Smith Focus Show an associate professor of management at Babson College. That's a private business school in Wellesley, Massachusetts. Uh, Professor Robert Cross, who studies, among other things, collaboration across various companies through surveys, email, and meeting data. And the topic uh, picked for right now is that some bosses are tiring of trying to coax workers back to the office. And more than two years of trying to coax workers back into the office as some bosses are losing their patience in the days of enticing employees with free food, laundry services, and yoga classes. I always wondered who was lucky enough to get all of that. Not me. Not you. Maybe. But those days are over now. Heck, we never got to even experience them. Now executives are now resorting to threats. It's forcing some workers to decide whether they're willing to give up the flexibility they've gotten used to or maybe move on to another job. Professor Robert Cross, interesting topic you've tackled here. Oh, thank you so much. It's a, it's a real privilege to be here and share some of the things we found uh, with, the, with the audience. And what we have found by looking a little bit at your work is that even the tech companies that were once the champions of remote work are changing their tune, too. Bring us up to the very latest, if you would. Well, I think the challenge for a lot of people is they're looking for innovation and serendipity. You know, the proverbial water cooler moment that everybody talks about, yet I can't find a single place in all the companies I'm in that still has a water cooler. Um, <laughs> but they're, they're sure that, you know, innovation and serendipity happens in those small moments. And it's absolutely true. You know, but at the heart of it, the physical space is just a holding container for those interactions. And what we're seeing is the places that make mistakes and simply mandate, for example, you know, two or three days a week and you pick the days, they run into trouble because the people you work with may not pick the same days as, um, you know, the, the days you pick. right? And right. so you end up coming to the office and, and sitting in a, a cubicle and doing Zoom calls remotely. Now, what we've seen, though, is the places that are using some of the analytics that we employ um, to isolate out what are the groups that needed to be working together, not just within a function or a role, but across different capabilities, right? And we can use the analytics to say these clusters are whom need to kind of show back up, right, to create the right context for uh, engagement. And what we're finding in many ways is the more you provide a rationale and a context that people are coming back into and doing different kinds of work when they are face-to-face that they couldn't do remotely, um, the uptake in people's willingness to go along with that has been pretty pretty positive so far. Are people, um, are a lot of people making the decision not to return to a company because of the simple fact that now they have to go back to the way it was, that they have to go into the office rather than do it remotely? I definitely think there's a category of that. And interestingly enough, what we can see with the analytics that we run, we will map who's collaborating with whom and understand that typically a pretty small set of people account for a tremendous amount of the value-added collaborations in most places. So often it's uh, 3 to 5% of the people 
uh, account for 20, sometimes 30% of the value-added connectivity uh, in groups that are executing in different ways. Uh, and it turns out that those people, you know, that are overwhelmed and working longer hours, they tend to be the ones that figured out through COVID that having that two and a half hours back off the commute is a good thing. <laughs> and so it's an interesting conundrum in that the people that are making the decision not to come back if they're forced and leave the company at a disproportionately high rate are those that were central in these networks more so than others. And it has a uh, more than an effect of just that person leaving. It's the way they disrupt how work is getting done in the informal collaborations that are happening in that group. Or, or is it that the, the, the bosses, the employers, um, feel they've, they've lost a sense of control and they don't trust that their employees are working very hard when they don't have control of them. They can't walk down the hall and see people with their hair, head buried down at their desk. Absolutely. Um, and that's really what was the heart of a, a fantastic piece of work just done by the Institute for Corporate Productivity on managing the, the empathy performance paradox today. Um, and really the heart of it came down to trust, uh, both trust in the leaders, you know, with the employees, but reverse as well in terms of how, how things are going. And so I think it's a really critical currency that organizations need to be more intentional as they move forward in these remote contexts and building. Hmm. Yeah, so explain something to me. Um, uh, we've got Associate Professor of Management at Babson College, uh, Robert Cross. Tell me, what are the names of the courses that you teach so I can better understand this whole idea that you study collaboration across various companies uh, through your surveys, email, meeting data, et cetera. Yeah, so we uh, teach different ways of looking at these patterns of connectivity. So sometimes we're mapping groups that may be um, into, you know, the hundreds of thousands at, a, at an extreme level, 90,000, 80,000, if we're trying to understand how to drive cultural change. So the, the and then that migrates down into ways of looking at how teams are operating differently today and then how individuals are more successful today as a product of the way they're managing connectivity. So it's really a layered approach to organizations. The course is titled The High-Performing Organization, but it's really taking this notion of um, how do we operate more collaboratively in an analytical way, right? Because what's typically happened is companies have delayered. They have adapted four, five, six collaborative technologies for people to work across um, and done a number of other things that has created uh, a, a work context where the collaborative footprint around the work is shot up like crazy and nobody's managing that, you know, and that's a lot of why people are experiencing burnout today. For a, one example, easy example, is pre-pandemic, you know, people used to complain to me in interviews that I do about, gosh, Rob, I've got eight one-hour meetings. I can't get anything done, you know, until I get home. And, and then going through the pandemic, somebody came up with a great idea that instead of one-hour meetings, let's go to 30-minute meetings. <laughs> Get more of them. <laughs> so we can have 16 <laughs> meetings. Right. right. <laughs> well, fascinating. I appreciate getting to know you and what you do, Professor. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh-huh. Associate Professor of Management, Babson College. That's a private business school in Wellesley, Massachusetts. Uh, Professor Robert Cross. Who knew? Uh, I certainly didn't. Uh, but that certainly will make for uh, maybe at least better informed managers in the, the high performance organizations, which is uh, the name there of the, uh, of one of his classes that he teaches as we're uh, underway here heading into our two, 
Whether you're here with us noon to 2, live or on thegreatvoice.com for our podcasts, we're just glad to be with you.